Hello and welcome to Beyond the Chamber, where we go beyond the chamber to the heart of the business owner and organization in the Elizabethtown area. My name is Denise Grove and I am the Executive Director of the Chamber and so excited to be back here with another episode. Today I have two guests, so welcome. I have Rhonda Myers and Amy LaBall from Rhonda Myers Counseling. Hello. 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 Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Okay. So I have a question for you ladies. And I was thinking hard on my answer, but what is the worst haircut you've ever had? Rhonda, what's the worst haircut you've ever had? Well, the worst haircut I ever had was one I gave myself, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was much younger and more impulsive and uh, one morning couldn't stand. My bangs were too long and I decided I was going to cut them myself before I went to work. Oh no. I did a hatchet job. It was terrible. It was so bad that I had decided I had to go to a, like a walk-in place before I went to work because I could not go to work looking like this. <laughs> so I went to work. I went, I went to the hair salon, walk-in, and she's like, did you do this with a broken beer bottle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But really, I think bad perms is much Yes. Worse horror stories, but I'll yes. leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Amy? Bad haircut? Um, yeah, I can distinctly remember, like, I can picture a photograph in my mind that my siblings will still make fun of. <laughs> I am one of three girls, and they'll joke about this picture. This is us and our brother. Because uh, oh. it was probably middle school, and I had, like, a bad, really bad bowl cut. Um, oh, no. Such a traumatizing time of life, too. <laughs> all that awkwardness of middle school. But yeah, I can distinctly like picture that photograph right in my mind. So I still don't think I can make my hair short <laughs> after that. Um, too traumatizing. Yeah, too traumatizing. Never go, never go back. <laughs> yeah, that shorter. Well, I was thinking about mine. You know, I, I don't know. As a child, you know, we all have those pictures. But my parents always thought it was so cute. You know, they cut my hair really short yeah. or, you know, they thought it was cute. Um, I remember always wanting my hair though then as I got older to look like Molly Ringwald like I loved her curls I loved the pretty in pink like Mm -hmm. what her hair looked like and so yeah perms because I have some natural curl but not like that so it always tried perms trying to get this look that I never really achieved and I had some pretty bad perms I look like a a poodle a lot of years yeah yeah (laughs) so did I so did I I went through the poodle face so yeah so funny but um so we're here with Rhonda and Amy from Rhonda Myers Counseling Rhonda tell Tell us a little bit about your business and, and when it started here in Elizabethtown and why. Well, I never actually thought I'd go into private practice. I've been associated with different groups. I worked in various settings in um, the hospital mental health um, floor and then into group practice. Um, I worked with Phil Haven for an, a few years and then I was a, at uh, 11 years at Samaritan Counseling. Um, but as I got older, I thought about, um, I, I love what I do. I want to work for a long time, um, probably well into retirement years. And so private practice seemed like a more flexible way to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, there doesn't seem to be a, a, a huge counseling presence in Elizabethtown. So I looked there too. I, I live locally and, uh, started my private practice part-time in 2018 uh, while I was still working at Samaritan and then transitioned full-time in 2019. Actually got the building at um, 347 South Market and uh, did some renovations there, moved in in October, and then the pandemic hit oh, no. <laughs> in March, but we switched, fortunately we were able to switch to telehealth. So okay. it's been very, it's been busy and I've been very happy to have my own practice. Yeah, very nice. So uh, I, I forgot the, the first tell me about yourself. So are you from this area or a transplant from somewhere else or 
Um, I moved around a little bit. I grew up in the Lewistown, Pennsylvania okay. area near State College. My family moved to um, Alabama for mm-hmm. a, less than two years when I was in high school. And then we, um, a year and a half later, moved to Lancaster County. I finished um, high school at Humfield. Okay. And then my husband and I lived in Kansas for a couple of years, but then came back to the area and settled in Elizabethtown. Okay. And, and why did you get into counseling? Where did that passion come from? Um, well, I started off in college as an English major. Um, okay. <laughs> I had never had a psych class, but I had Psychology 101, and it just hooked me. And go. I just find it fascinating um, how just how people approach problems in, so differently. And mm-hmm. um, I, it's just a, an interesting puzzle to me. I, I enjoy working with people. I my goal is to help them be more satisfied and happy in their lives, and I just really love collaborating with people on that. That's awesome. Amy, how about you? Tell me a little bit about yourself and, and how you ended up uh, doing what you're doing now. Yeah, so I am also from Elizabethtown and kind of just ended up staying here. Um, I have the coolest nephews and niece, so it's really hard to <laughs> move away from them. We really enjoy spending Aww. a lot of time with them. And um, counseling, I tell this to, I worked with college students, so I'll tell them a lot. Counseling's never something I'd really considered for myself. It just sort of happened to land here. Um, I was really miserable in a job and I was good at it, but it wasn't doing something I was very happy about. And I went to a a career related group and took a strengths assessment. And one of them that showed up was empathy. Um, I Googled, what do you do with empathy in a career? (laughs) (laughs) And I ended up in grad school, and I was pursuing higher education then, but uh, some other little past just sort of ended me up in doing the one-on-one individual counseling, and I really love what I do. It's really, I enjoy getting to know people and helping them to see the humanness in us all, and we all struggle, and how do we approach ourselves with a little bit more self-compassion and all of that. Yeah. I love that story. You know, I just to encourage young people listening that, you know, you're never stuck in a career that you're not, you know, you can, you can pivot, you can change and you can find that passion. And once you do, it changes everything for you. And so I love that story. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure to get it right. Yeah. You don't have to get it right. (laughs) We make a lot of changes over our lifespan. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Um, So tell me a little bit about your practice and, and who, who are the people that you serve? What are the services that you offer? Well, <clears throat> excuse me, I, um, Amy came on board um, just about a year ago, yeah. and um, at the time I was focusing my practice on um, relationship counseling, mm-hmm. so mostly couples, although I do see a lot of individuals still, I've been in this for a long time, and so I have a, you know, a pool of clients that's, that, re- that return, um, but I think about relationship-focused counseling as, I mean, it starts with your relationship with yourself, mm-hmm. so we can only... Um, it's if we ha- are have a really harsh inner critic, or we are um, think very poorly of ourselves, or really struggle with loving and accepting ourselves. It's really hard to accept love from other people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of counseling is, even though it's relationship focused in your, in, and I see a lot of couples. It's also recognizing the ways that you treat yourself, and how that um, inhibits or can be a barrier to your couple mm-hmm. uh, couple satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so. My practice focuses mostly on relationships and um, whether that's a you know romantic intimate partner relationship or whether that's relationships with family members or friends or coworkers. 
And then Amy came on board and she's um, seeing mostly individuals. And I'll okay. let her talk a little bit okay. about that. Yeah, talk a little bit about who you see. Yeah, so as Rhonda said, I see individuals. A lot of the people that I see are struggling with things like anxiety, depression, uh, feeling stuck or trying to see their way through a transition that maybe happened after a loss or um, happened because of where they are developmentally, a stage of life concerns. And so I really just work with, I work primarily with adults. I do have some older adolescents, but I see people ages 18 through late 60s, late 70s so far, and just trying to get to know them and their experiences and what shapes them and what cultural aspects of them, what life experiences they've had to get to know them and figure out how do I want to move forward in my life? What's what's going to help me get where I want to be? How are my values going to align with how I'm living? Um, and sometimes that means talking about coping skills and how how can we feel more confident mm-hmm. in ourselves. And But a lot of it is helping people to get to know themselves better to figure out direction for how to manage the struggles that they're going through. Right, right. It's so important. Like you said, that self-awareness, that love of self, that because mm-hmm. that overflows into so many areas yes. of our life in every relationship and what we do and how we work and how we progress in life. It's yeah. so important. You know, I know there's a lot of misconceptions about counseling, unfortunately. And so um, I'm a big proponent of counseling. I, I truly believe in it. I actually see a counselor and, and it's just important to me to um, work through and work on myself and to always be getting better. But there are so many misconceptions out there. And mm-hmm. so talk a little bit about that. Well, one of the biggest misconceptions I think people have is that if you go to counseling, there must be something really wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that is just not the case at all. I I have the exact opposite of um, thinking about it, that I think it actually shows strength because it's, you know, it's for, it's, it recognizes that I want to be more satisfied. I want to be more effective. I, there's a part of my life that I would like to improve. And so I think as it is in, it takes, you know, strength and courage because, you know, frankly, it's hard to walk in and start talking to a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. So I really respect people, um, who, you know, take on the, the, the challenge of mm-hmm. um, meeting and opening up to a, a, a complete stranger. Um, but we all have challenges. We all get stuck at certain points. And I think counseling helps people to see their sit the, themselves in their situation from a new perspective. And um, I think if we could, if we could break that stigma of that, it's something, there's something really wrong with us that I right. think we could, um, people could, feel a lot better a lot more quickly. Right, right. I think just learning to make mental health a priority and learning to make ourselves a priority and it not being about what's wrong with me, but being about what I want to do, like I said, so that my life is progressing and that I'm progressing and that I'm going the direction that I need to go. And, and there's nothing wrong with saying, I really need to talk this through with someone mm-hmm. and I could use some help. And e- even though, you know, you're thinking, oh, I've already dealt with that. And then you realize that there's things that come up right. in life that maybe you haven't dealt with and uh, or maybe you need to deal with again. And there's not, you know, just realizing there's nothing wrong with that. I think one thing that's helpful to overcome those um, misconceptions and that stigma is just having the conversation like we're having yes. and putting just a a, a a definition to it and and helping people see that it's really not what we've traditionally thought that it is and it is so important and I think people who um 
do take part in it to the level that they're comfortable to say, I, hey, I do this, you know, and right. it's it's that making others comfortable. I heard the quote one time, like the beginning of friendship is when you say, what, you two, I thought I was the only one. Okay. And it's that, you know, learning to just speak about things freely because mental health is so important. And when we do that, bringing that comfort level to others. Amy, I don't know if you have anything to add about some, any misconceptions or anything that you've heard or seen. Um, I love what you just said, because I think for some people, it's so isolating. Like we feel like we can't talk about what's Mm -hmm. going on, but we're all struggling. I mean, just think Mm -hmm. of the last several years. They've been really hard. We've all lost a lot of different things, not even just lives lost, but different experiences and how do we navigate all the changes in the world? So yeah, I really, like Rhonda was saying, counseling's for anybody. And I think there's still sometimes that picture that like you're going to walk in and lay on a couch and I'm going to be taking notes and analyzing <laughs> you. And it's really not like that. It's a, it's building relationship. And I, I don't know what's right for your life. I don't have the advice to tell you what to do. And that's not the purpose of my job. It's to help explore with you, get to know you. Like, I, I don't know what it's like to be a man in their 60s. Like, mm-hmm. I need to know what your life experience is like and, and um, just help you to explore explore that and I I think there's a lot of like oh I'm gonna go in and they'll tell me what to do but but that's not the case I'm my my job's really just to journey with you through that process and help you make decisions yeah yeah talk through those options you know ultimately the individual needs to make those decisions but you know sometimes there's just other options in life that we haven't even thought of and when we have a conversation with someone and even just talking about it we come to our own conclusion and it's just having that person there and that safe space to just really be honest with where we're at and what we're feeling and uh, I think we've touched on this but just like if somebody said to you well who goes to counseling who would you say that is what Mm. would what what does that person what does that individual look like and and we've touched on it a bit but Well, uh, broadly, I would say people who want to make improvements and changes in their lives. Um, it's it's not, um, it's, I don't think of it from a pathology standpoint at all, that it's people who want to move forward in some way and are feeling right. stuck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you noticed, and I mean, I'm sure you have, like uh, Amy touched on this, you know, pandemic that we went through mm-hmm. and it was something that no one has ever been through and um, I know that I've heard a lot about there being an increase in, in depression and in anxiety. And, and so what has the last couple of years at your practice look like for you? And how, how, how has that impacted what you do? Uh, well, maybe I'll speak to the couples mm-hmm. uh, part of it. And Amy, you can talk about individually. Sure. I would say um, certainly the you know lockdown and kind of our lives being um, shrinking and mm-hmm. as far as our, you know being able to get out and do things and explore and go places and just having a break from each other right mm-hmm. so family members kind of being trapped in the house yeah. together working from home it puts a tremendous stress on relationships and I think we don't realize how much we get from being um, out and about in the world how that energizes us and well if you're an extrovert <laughs> <laughs> and refuels you and um, we bring you know the liveliness of our own selves um, contributes to our the quality of our relationship, right? And so if we are both depleted and running on empty, then our relationship will suffer. Yeah. And I think we just saw a lot of that stress. And I just go back to couples, you know, with maybe children at home and homeschooling and or virtual schooling, 
Um, it's just tremendous stress on the family. Yeah, it took and a so, toll. Yes. It took a toll for sure. Not to mention all the individual aspects, which I'll let Amy yeah. Yeah. talk about. I think some things I notice are people can be really, really hard on themselves, especially mm-hmm. during this time. And I'm often asking, like, how would you know how to handle this? Mm-hmm. We Nobody knows how to handle this. We're all trying to figure it out. It, it has been a really difficult time. Um, how can you give yourself a little extra grace and patience through this and and treat yourself kindly through this. And I think the pandemic has also offered some good things on the other side of that. People really trying to figure out how do I want to live my life? Like this has reset us in a way. Mm -hmm. What's important? What do I value? Mm -hmm. I do a lot of values explorations with clients. What's important to me? And how do I make sure my life aligns with that? Right, Mm -hmm. right. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's definitely definitely been challenging. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners that we may not have covered? Do we hit it all? Mm-hmm. I think one thing I'll add, I was thinking uh-huh. when you were saying with yeah. the misconceptions is too, people think like we're just going to be talking about your deep, dark secrets oh. and it's going to be serious <laughs> all the time. Um, I felt that that's the reason I didn't want to go into counseling too, because if people know me well, I can be a little bit goofy and I thought mm-hmm. I can't be this serious all the time. Um, but we like to celebrate the joys with people that's too. Right. Yeah. I can think about experience I've had with clients where we we're just like both dying, laughing, mm-hmm. um, kind of lost track of where we were going then. But that's important as well that we celebrate your successes and your joys and the things that are going really well in your life too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so if someone's thinking, well, I think maybe, you know, I've been struggling, I've waited, I, I've been putting this off, I really need to reach out. Um, do you accept insurance? Do they have to have insurance? Like, what does that look like? What are the options for yeah. someone who wants to reach out to you? Well, we, we are out of network for insurance. I meet with couples. I usually do a 90-minute appointment. I also offer mm-hmm. mini intensives, which are extended appointments. So that those longer appointments are not covered by insurance. Um, but we do provide, an, it's called a super bill, which is a, a form that has the codes on it that you need to submit it to your insurance if you have an out-of-network benefit. Um, we do also accept like um, health savings accounts and flexible spending accounts. Um, and we try to keep our fees reasonable mm-hmm. that um, it's accessible for for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, that, I'm sure that's an objection you hear is like, oh, I don't want to spend the money or I have the money, but you know, you cannot put a dollar yeah. amount yes. on your mental health, and it is so important. We need to start recognizing that and making it a priority. Um, and so, if someone uh, is hearing this and wants to reach you, what's the best way to reach you? Um, we're both listed on Psychology Today. You can find our profiles there. Uh, my website is rondamyerslpc.com, and um, you can t- contact Amy through that website as well. Okay, wonderful. So if anybody's listening, you've been struggling, you've waited too long, you know, please reach out to Rhonda right here in Elizabethtown, local, and uh, it's rondamyerslpc.com. Mm-hmm. You can reach her that way. Schedule an appointment. There's nothing more important than taking care of yourself, taking care of your mental health. We need to start talking about that more and, and, and verbalizing it more and making it something that's more normalized and that we don't have these misconceptions. So thank you so much for coming on today and sharing that with me. Thank you. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to, to, to talk about the healthiness of counseling. That's right. It is, it is healthy. I'm a big proponent of it. Like I said, my life is definitely different because of it and huge proponent of it. And I, I, do talk about it openly and tell people openly because I think it is so important when I finally decided to make myself a priority and to take that step. And yeah, it's a little scary, but, um, 
it's just been life-changing for me. So I, I was excited to have you on here and be able to share that. Well, this has been another episode of Beyond the Chamber, where we go beyond the chamber to the heart of the business owners and organizations in the Elizabethtown area. And this podcast would not be possible without Daniel from Electronics Connect right on High Street, your place for sales service and repairs of all of your electronics. Reach out to him and please remember, support all things local.